Hello world, this is Cindered Subject, we're back on air, and this is a podcast if you haven't listened to it, or if you've listened to it and you've forgotten what this podcast is about, it's um, a podcast that focuses on abstraction, absurdity, and lack of clarity, and you can get lost and found with us here, with me, Elena, and Jenny. Yeah, hi. With the other co-host. Hello. Hi, Jenny. Hello. How are you today in your city of New York in these Corona times? The Corona, the Corona times. Yeah, um, I'm okay. Passed into um, another world. Yeah, it sounds liminal. Yeah, the, the we're in a deeply liminal space. I'm one of the people that some of this is familiar to me because I like to be inside a lot and I have respiratory illness so worrying about my health and being inside watching stuff are two things that I do you know not all the time but they're on my list you know Mm -hmm. so yeah so in some ways it's not that different and in some ways it's kind of worse kind of a lot worse but you know like everybody yeah um, this one's yeah doing this palpable yeah how about how about you it's interesting that we're in two of the epicenters that are having the most extreme reactions or apt reactions. Yeah, I would say just apt. I think yeah. on the upside. Yeah, I agree. But like with the most shutdowns, yeah. What's it like over there? Um, well, over here in Los Angeles, um, things are looking... Mm, I would say, oddly enough, they're not looking that different in the street because you know Los Angeles is not known for having a lot of public yeah. in the street right. but all the stores are depleted as if it was um, Soviet Union times toward the end in 1919 yeah. um, they're completely it's odd I went to I my flowers wilted I do have some food but I went to the store and I was shocked at how how little of the word they were just the strange occasional cans laying about but actually I got started on self-isolation a couple of weeks ago because I had a sinus infection that caused me to lose my voice so I was in silence yeah. and not really going out because you know I couldn't communicate and then just yeah. as I got ready to um, to party the world <laughs> closed so um, yeah I am but I also do I'm I'm closed in and, and ardently following the news and, and dread the arrival of COVID-19 but you know I also have a obviously like a humor and disaster feeling as one does a humor disaster Mm, well no humor and disaster I mean I think in some ways I always have a sense of doom inside right so in in some way like you said this is not unfamiliar but it feels like that sense of doom externalized in some ways so it's almost as if I was proven right at last. Yes, I know what you mean. And it was raining also. It's been raining the few days since the closure was announced. It was quite unlike LA to have this mm. wet situation. Yeah. But here mm. we are now. Huddled. Huddled, huddled together. together in the ether <laughs> yeah. and ready to comment on some happenings that we've yeah. observed from our internal condition. Yes. I would like to start by exploring this notion of well i have two concepts that i've been announcing which one is corona capitalism and the other is corona socialism and the corona capitalism is the situation in which now that we're faced with this impending disaster and the way that we go about our lives has changed everything basically all the bars and restaurants 
are closed here in LA, I think in New York too, right? Mm-hmm. So there's basically, for a country that's super focused on economy as, that, as a driving force, a lot of businesses, I guess, will go down. And But some businesses really are on the upswing, like, yeah. like ones that make bidet or, or sell yeah. toilet paper. Purell. Purell. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom's doing well. Yeah, it's weird. There's like five companies that are really taking all the business of millions of companies. <laughs> you know, how many how many times have people said the word Zoom? I don't know if you've had any Zoom meetings, but Yes, I have. It's like coronavirus and Zoom are the two words that anyone ever says anymore. And that's, you know, we used to have this like vast lexicon of options. Yeah, but now of words. Yeah. We only say those two I agree. things. Yeah, life has Among reduced, people, I know. It's shown what's important in life. Yeah, it's strange. I am. I'm just fixated. I think the toilet paper. I just cannot get over it because it reminds me of uh, you know the time in my childhood when when Soviet Union was collapsing. Toilet paper was nowhere to be found, but it was okay because people used newspaper actually, and then they would just throw it in a garbage can, and then you take out the garbage can. But I think Mm. there's just something like deeply symbolic about the toilet paper because it both you know it represents. A sense of civilization, mm-hmm. you know, you keep clean, you keep this part of you that's uncouth and filthy clean with this virginal roll, um, soft, like so pleasantly geometric, sculptural. And then, but then the behavior in chasing these rolls is so uncivilized. <laughs> <laughs> so the dichotomy is so palpable to me. It is. It is as if as if the survival was on the toilet paper. <laughs> Maybe the people think mummifying. There's something yeah. about rolling into the paper, the softness, covering, covering yeah. from disaster, invisible enemy. Right. Yeah, invisible enemy shielding from it with toilet yeah. paper. Well, it is it. I mean, I think that's one of the hardest things about dealing with this disease is that it's the invisibility part of it and the fact that it's on other people. So, like. Yeah, focusing on this really visible, visceral kind of thing of shitting <laughs> and toilet paper. Yeah, it's true. Is so much more fun and concrete or something. I don't well, know. I was get a lot episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the body back. Perfectly fine. Well, yeah, people are. It's true, though. The body has returned. It really in, has. In a powerful way because it, it really was sort of gone. It was kind of an image in the phone, right? Right. Yeah. And now it's it's the dangerous. I can't believe it. Dangerous, volatile. It's basically a ticking bomb. Yeah. Every, every wait, the phone or the body? <laughs> both. Oh Jesus I Christ! Think the body, but Horror. no, I think both. The phone carries a lot of germs as well. So the phone is also oh, very true. dangerous. See, I haven't left my house in a long time, so my phone has been cleaned many times. Mm. Did you use toilet paper in cleaning? No. It? Oh. No. Try it. I used a screen cleaner wipe that was given to me by someone. I don't know. Like, I was given all these weird things that people were using instead of the disinfectants that had already been purchased. So, that's my big question. Like, the hacks, you know, what are the good hacks that people are making and doing? But, but, I mean, the second that the hand sanitizer with vodka thing got disproven as ineffective, I just, like, lost all my, my, like, home home crafts 
you know, dreams of saving myself with, I don't know, cardamom and embroidery. I'm not aware of that particular one, but I would just from hearing it, the vodka sanitizer, that just seems accurate. So I'm glad that you warned me. I, vodka has crossed my mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a bottle of gin, which is yes. slowly coming to an end as I keep having FaceTime drinks with people. Yeah. So I was going to get vodka next and also thought that it could double function as a sanitizer. Yeah. Well, here's the problem is that Historically, I know from being in theater that like vodka spray has been used for many, many years to disinfect costumes. Nice. And to like clean costumes. Even like since vodka was invented, I think people have been using it as like a way because you, you can't like wash a costume really. <laughs> also, costumes are gross and maybe people don't wash them enough, like granted. But they spray them with, you know, vodka. So that sounds like something's happening, but that doesn't mean that it's going to like kill this crazy virus. That's really strong. So it's like, Mm. it's not there enough. And people felt really strongly. I think the alcohol has to be 70% content. And I think it's not 70. Yeah. That's what came out. I would like to make my own alcohol. That's 70% strong. If anyone knows how, please tell me. Please do. Can I use my, um, train looking, looking around what I can do. I've been making some bread sculptures. (laughs) Maybe I could do yeah. brew them. Yeah, brew your brew your sculptures. Mm-hmm. Very small. How do you make like a very tiny distillery? That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. I will Google it. Or maybe a medium sized one all through in your apartment. I mean, my I had a the friend on Instagram who made her own um, washing wash tub. She like created this whole butter churn situation that was pretty impressive. I was like, damn. Yeah, the handiwork. Ret- also is nice. Yeah. What you notice when people stop relying on services and externalizing certain tasks, how they return to these kind of very manual ways of being. I also consider today laundry is accumulating and I did wash them. Well, I I wash my like silk shirts by hand, but then I just Mm -hmm. thought, should I expand my washing? But then I immediately, then I realized that I have gloves and I just think I'm just going to use the laundromat in my apartment building. Right. This is really not very entertaining, I think, but maybe this is relatable to others. We'll, we'll listen later and find out. Laundry is a quintessentially boring thing to discuss. It is so boring, yes. But sometimes it works out. Yeah, I didn't really believe from looking on the internet that all the people you know, working on their houses, if they're in their houses, was making them feel better. And then yesterday I got involved in some arbitrary task. Well, task positive behavior, right, is a thing that your brain likes to do. It it likes to complete tasks and Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily, ideally they're meaningful to you and beautiful, Mm -hmm. but it helps you stop what is the worst thing that people could do right now, which is which is um, default mode network, default mode network brain, which ruminates, which just worries and thinks and thinks and thinks. So I think it's actually really great. And actually the thing that the brain likes to do is like get stuff done and keep moving as a way and helping other people. And like, it's actually been proven that that's how you prevent trauma from settling like you talk about what's happened to you Mm. but you also do stuff about it you help other people and constriction and like not talking and relating can increase trauma well loneliness in general i think is proven to be harmful but i think that you know it's okay people interacting on the phone and and in ways like this i think are good because we are in isolation but it is actually connecting because not because necessarily it's great connection like we we desire being near humans and we need that but it's the fact that we are 
relating and saying how we feel to someone that yes. makes us feel better and calms us down. Well, people are starting to talk more as well instead of just texting each other. Yeah. So yeah, so Zoom is definitely going to get better or rather they will see their fortune increase. Um, so this is the betting part of the podcast. Oh, great. So I'm betting on Zoom. Uh-oh. Skype is flailing. I, I use it with one friend and it's been quite tragic. You have to restart it to chat. So Skype yeah. maybe will fade. Then also I have a peripheral story about, a comp- about also a pandemic and a product that didn't do well. Mm. So... Sure. There was this candy called AIDS, A-Y-D-S, in the 70s and 80s, which were designed to suppress appetite. I mean, I guess they were sort of like speed candy. But then the AIDS epidemic happened. And so that company, yeah. I think, went under. That's the rumor I heard. I wonder what will be. So this, what we have now is Corona beer. So I wonder mm. how they will fare. Will they follow that fate, economic fate. Yeah, interesting. It's also interesting what people, we've talked about it before we start recording the podcast, but there's a kind of uncertainty of what one should and shouldn't talk about. Mm-hmm. And I've had some people tell me that they are enjoying this forced isolation, but they were also embarrassed of it. Mm-hmm. But in any case, but I think one thing that's happening also with this isolation in our workaholic country is that we're forced into these really concrete moments of leisure. Mm-hmm. It also drives the kind of blurriness of working and living. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it meshes it more. But then I think because you don't leave the house, you still you're forced to kind of confront this. Yeah. And so I guess not everyone can work from home, obviously. I don't know why yeah. I assume just because I do, but and some people can, but so many people cannot. And so they are forced not to work and hopefully they will get unemployment. And that brings me to my other point of Corona socialism, which I wonder if it will inadvertently appear, because as I think many have heard, there have been several proposals to give these kind of monthly supports to people in, in form and shape of a thousand dollars, right? That's kind of been the mm-hmm. the general figure, but it's sort of come from Republicans and Democrats. And Bernie suggested two thousand. I think Mitt Romney was like a one time one thousand, and this was part of Andrew Yang's platform, who was trying to get elected as president. And this is kind of so. I mean, it ranges from like one time help to universal basic income to closer to that idea. And I wonder if this does happen and if people do become accustomed to being at home and their rent will be waived and they don't get sick yeah you know several months will go by in this sort of leisurely way will they be willing to return Mm. to the hard rough on the body kind of labor that the capitalist society neoliberal society is expecting us to perform or will it just usher in the socialist time when, yeah, when people suddenly get these basic human rights of having a roof over their head, you know, having just money to get food with. And I mean, I think there's no way if all of those things, if a person has all of those things, that they will not be changed by that experience politically. I don't know how, but I think that that, I certainly don't think that they'll be able to have the same American, you know, 
live to work mentality, you know? Yeah, well, you think it will be shaken, that mentality? Sure. I wonder if some people will feel guilty, though, and they they will not be happy. Well, yeah, the Protestant work ethic is really serious. Mm-hmm. And where is it going to go during this time? You know, it can go towards survival. It can go towards building washing machines or whatever. But like, yeah, where is it going to go? I don't know. It's very interesting, but it's going to change. Yeah, it will. I think it also brings into question this little... Well, they're not little, but I love clothes and I spend a lot of my money on clothes and shoes in particular. And shoes are pretty, that, that's a kind of outdoor thing. You know, there's really, mm, I have house right. shoes and so I don't really even wear my outdoor shoes inside. Right. But now that I don't go outside, I'm not going to buy shoes. And I know, I look at my coat so strangely now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like, my whole closet, I'm like, who are you? And you could reduce it to just, yeah, just a couple of things. And sometimes, you know, I just actually was just wearing pajamas half the day today, and yeah. as one does. And then I decided to change. Right. And I've been designating different areas of my apartment as different yeah. zones, like a leisure zone, and then there's like the desk work right. zone, and this. So I've been changing, I've been trying to change outfits in accordance. Oh, right. That was a good suggestion you gave me for how to help with uh, not knowing how to structure your day, mm-hmm. if you're confused. So yeah, will you help our listeners? Yes, that, that was basically, I mean, that there's not much more to it, but I, I just designated um, certain areas as um, hubs of activities that pertain either to leisure or or work or like my sort of commercial work which I do copywriting mm-hmm. so I do it in one area and then I do my sculpture and drawing and video work in a different area and then the couch is where I record the podcast and also FaceTime drink cocktails with my friends and then the bed is where I sleep and sext and do all the other things yeah. read also I like the geography, the interior geography of of life. I think that's nice. I I predict for myself that as this continues, if I am so fortunate to have this continue, that... Mm. that I'll create like very small like microcosmic as a puppet person like weird microcosmic lands where like I just go sit in a small court because my apartment is smaller and it's shared and I don't have access to as much space so it's like it's going to get very curated around here (laughs) like you know little little sections of things will change and become like the meditation quarter and then it will become like Mm. you know this is where I only call this one client. Yeah, you have to yeah. change your setting. You basically have to have your different backdrops and settings. You have to kind yeah. of do scenography around your place. Yeah, to right to recreate all these environments that we're not accessing at the moment. Right. It's really, it is a bit like. Uh, have you seen Synecdoche, New York, before? I have not. It reminds me of that. It's like the guy who wrote Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. So it's like about a playwright who makes plays about his life and then builds the set of his own life on the stage but he gets really obsessed so he keeps building it bigger and bigger until mm. it's like his his whole house and you know it's like this wait eternal sunshine was michel gondry is that is that the same person? he was the director but well, he, he was the director the writer was yeah else. kaufman wrote it charlie kaufman wrote it. Mm. Yeah, and Charlie Kaufman wrote, and I don't know, did he direct it? I don't know, but he wrote Synecdoche, New York. Mm-hmm. So, like, our houses feel like that movie a little bit, where it's mm-hmm. like it goes into itself and back out. And That's true, yes. Yeah, things are starting to morph. I heard a nice thing from 
a uh, friend of mine that has over the last three or four years, like her mobility has changed quite a lot. She has ALS and I watched her do a, um, like a lesson or it was like a YouTube tutorial on isolation because she's, she's amazing. She's this person who was a puppeteer and was this like kind of magical figure. And I don't know, she's just one of those special kind of people. And, and, and then as she got this diagnosis and her life changed, she continued making art and continued like living her life in pretty much the same way, except she had all these physical limitations. And she said in this lessons on isolation thing that she put up on YouTube mm-hmm. that she's a hippie and she's really into plants. And she was just like, what I've learned is that plants get all of their needs met and they deal with time in a different way. So what I can offer you is something that I've learned is this practice of my body has become much more plant-like in the past Mm. years and I don't have the choice to move and you can still move, but maybe Mm. you can help think of yourself more like a plant that gets gets everything it needs Mm -hmm. and doesn't really move as much and changes through time and, and, you know, reaches towards the sun Mm -hmm. and, and has like, you know, a slower time to it. I thought that was lovely. That's been really helpful. That is really nice. Do you feel like attached to your plants in a different way? I do. No, not really. I mean, yes, definitely to my flowers, actually. But I was going to, I think I I texting with someone and I was sending photos of my flower arrangements. And then I took a selfie with one of them and and said that I was one of the plants at this point. (laughs) Yeah. So I I do quite relate. Yeah. I think that is a very good parallel or metonym yeah. for for our existence at the moment. And yes, plants are quite quite beautiful and steady for the most part. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they do need certain things. I guess the trick here is to figure out what are those vital things that we need that we may continue yeah. blooming and be verdant. Yeah. So Yeah. And I guess we all have our own in a way. The other thing that the situation is uh we've broached this before, but yeah we do need different things, but some of them really overlap. And yeah, they, it comes back again. It just seems that we all just need these really basic things in the end, you know, which is yeah. food and shelter and healthcare. Mm-hmm. It kind of just brought it back to to these really... And then, I mean, the rest is kind of... Yeah. I mean, we can each play our own instruments and we can each, you know, write a story or grow a flower. But I think there are certain things that we're reliant on each other for and it's so obvious yeah and this crisis yeah brings it into focus more that yeah this kind of interdependence that we do have on each other and the appreciation of touch also and the appreciation mm-hmm. of mundanity that yeah. the normalcy that's and and i think the eeriness that things really look in a sense the same mm. There's no destroyed buildings. Yeah, I was asking a friend, like, would you rather that this was after a hurricane or that this was a hurricane? Mm. Would you take this or like a big hurricane experience? And they were like, I would take, I would certainly take this because there isn't any, We, I mean, there is going to be, there is destruction, but it's like not as overt. And I still don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. I think because I know how to live through hurricanes because I've done it before in person, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's the like tabula rasa of this, I think that is the hardest for me at this point. I don't know what, what the script is that we're supposed to follow. It's true. And that, I mean, in a way it's horrible and in a way it's, it's exciting 
not in a positive way, but in a sort of curiosity way, you know, like as a person yes. on the planet right now. Is experiencing what, something that you'd never experienced before. I never even imagined I would experience. That this can happen, yeah. Yeah. Again, this slightly parallels my kind of childhood memories of Chernobyl, post-Chernobyl, you Does know, the it? invisible contamination. Does it? Oh, you know, yeah. people obsessing with this, you know, you can't, you, it's similar in a way, but it didn't stop life in the same way, at least where I was, or I don't remember it. I think it did for some people mm. that were closer a bit. I was in Belarus, but yeah. there is a sort of similarity. So it doesn't feel in completely new. And maybe, the, and as I mentioned before, the chase, um, the toilet paper chase and, and eggs. I've been chasing eggs. I can't find eggs anywhere. So that reminds me of just the late Soviet Union collapse. But I didn't think that I would truly mm. experience something like this again. But it also confirms, I think, because I have experienced the Soviet Union collapse and, you know, especially the monetary, um, the economic part of it with money mm. just becoming devalued. I think I've always wondered mm. if this can happen again. And I wonder if this is about to happen. But I don't know. Wow. Well, it does look like it, doesn't it? Um, it does. Yes, it does. But mm. I, d I wonder. I mean, the world is rallying together in some sense. So, um, um, you know, yeah, we are somewhat technologically advanced. So perhaps we will defeat this enemy. Yes, that I am hoping for that so far. You know, the magical moment, maybe not magical, but the moment when, when yeah, the scientists work together and do something interesting in the next, you know. Yeah. Indeed. We'll, we'll be given an eye. So on a more romantic side of things, now that we've all isolated and just looking mournfully into the window, have you had any past loves contact you out of the blue? Uh. So a friend of mine has been comparing the word quarantine, quarantine she's German, yeah. to the word valentine. So I've been thinking, and I think the the global community has been considering, you know, yeah. the ones that got away or the, yeah. you know, crushes potential what loves. really well i think it I, I mean that's my favorite thing that's happened is that what really matters kind of settles to the bottom or i don't know it's something about that that i yeah i mean i've been reached out to by people that i haven't seen in a long time that i know i have a really strong bond with and i've always cared about and these are all mostly friends i guess yeah they're friends yeah people that i just don't need to talk to or we don't really talk but we're very important to each other and that's been really wonderful yeah certain people I really feel like have my back and I you know I want them to feel that way about me and I haven't had that experience in a really long time either you know I that's kind of unprecedented too I, hurricanes this happens though mm -hmm. but that's very local I think this yeah and I mean time yeah it happens and it ends and then people kind of can come together yeah yeah I've looked back on hurricane experiences like with my family and just in my in my life and been like that I miss that like that was the purest some of the nicest time that my family ever spent together you know it was like the AC off and my parents my mom would like open the windows really wide and mm. the breeze would come in for the first time ever you know and my dad would like leave his room where he would only talk to people on the phone and would go outside and just talk to the neighbors because mm -hmm. there was nothing else to do. The lack of electricity, I think, is a totally different type of thing. But it had this same kind of freedom. Mm -hmm. There was like a weird freedom amidst all of this 
terror and um, surviving it kind of made you feel strong and connected to people. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I have honestly been sad after the power came back on before, after a hurricane. I've been like, oh, I don't know that I'll miss this. Yeah, I don't think I will. No. but Yes, I've been meaning to go out for two weeks now. Anyway, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I keep saying it, but I'll let it go. It's fine. I can just go out in my own apartment to a different room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and consider my Valentine's. I have some international ones. Yeah. Do you imagine when it's over? Oh, yes. Yes. What are you excited about doing when it's over? Just going to the most crowded place and just <laughs> <laughs> licking everyone's doorknobs. Yeah. Okay. Gross. That's... <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yes, dancing, just like you know, just just engaging with everyone's body in the possibly the deepest possible way, and <laughs> just yeah, Immediate. just in, yeah. intertwining with other humans. Um, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, braiding our hair. Yeah, I think braiding just hair. Anything, sharing, eating chips, eating chips from the same bowl. Um, I don't know, sharing a cigarette. Yeah, touching hands accidentally, just, and like, it's, being, like, romantic. Being terrible. <laughs> just being, yeah. you know, just doing everything, basically. Someone someone on the street drops something, and you, you reach down and pick it up for them and just, like, hand it to them, like a pen, like something stupid like that. Yeah, You're like, you exactly. Dropped, yeah. You dropped your pen, stranger. Or yeah. maybe going <laughs> out with three, like, extra pairs of shoes in my bag so I can like change them halfway through my walk and then again when I walk back you know just to wear them all out (laughs) you you do kind of do that I probably will do that yeah yeah there's just lots to look forward to honestly that oh traveling yeah flying everywhere flying everywhere oh my god you know I just oh I miss I mean, I guess I'm lucky that I got to travel so much at the end of 2019. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, yeah, so just going everywhere and just sitting in a cafe. Yeah. Drinking coffee. Lots of, lots of non- normal, boring things. Not washing my hands, actually. I do feel like I'll feel bad if I, when this is over, you know, when I develop a cold, I feel, I feel like I have developed an ability to avoid germs that is, is like not reasonable to my previous stand, you know, it's like, I really don't think I should ever get a cold again, because I will probably wash my hands for 20 seconds for the rest of my life and make everyone else like, that's okay. I don't think that's going to be terrible. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. If we develop a little bit of OCD from this. I think it's going to be, it's going to be cool. It's true. I do feel for people with, with serious yeah. OCD though, because that, that can't be easy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Nobody talks about that. No, there have been some articles. Yeah. Um, well, I think I also have just one more comment before we adjourn. Yeah. Um, it is on the fact that Biden seems to be continuing his winning yeah. streak. I guess he will be nominated, which is quite strange. Yeah. But those that are upset about it might want to consider that the word bidet, which is one of the products that's on the rise, and Biden I pretty much spelled the same way, except for the last letter. So, <laughs> considered that. That's you work for four days on that. <laughs> that That's my departing joke. <laughs> that was good. 
I agree. It's good. Yeah. Do I have anything to depart? No. Well, we're back on air. We're going we're to back. try, even though we promised several times to remain on air and have faded. Now that we have been quarantined, yeah. we will we have no excuse. resume regular broadcasts. But we do love hearing from you if you listen to the podcast. So yeah. that just makes it more exciting to pontificate. So do write if you have any feedback or suggestions of things for us to discuss. What are you watching or listening to that has reminded you of things if you've listened before and, and um, that, that you think we would be into? Yeah. Oh, actually, and other podcasts. If you yeah. have any podcasts that you are listening to that you like, please tell us. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the time to learn everything and to hear and see mm-hmm. and read. Read it all. Mm-hmm. Love you and out. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye.